You're listening to the Doxology and Theology Podcast, where we promote, encourage, and equip gospel-centered worship. For more information, visit us at doxologyandtheology.com. Um, welcome to all of you. Um, maybe let's just introduce ourselves real quick. Um, so my name is Joel. I'm going to be um, in see, seeing this, this little breakout session on writing songs from Scripture. So if this is not the breakout you're trying to be at, go find the one you're at. Uh, but my name is Joel. Uh, I'm, I'm a pastor in a, at a church called Park Church in Denver, Colorado. Um, and then also I'm one of the kind of co-founders of a scripture memory website called The Versus Project. Yeah, my name's Ryan Geekus and also co-labor with The Versus Project. Uh, I live in Oklahoma City, worship, one of the worship pastors there at Frontline Church. I'm Sandra McCracken and I'm from just down the street in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, I, I serve at a local church there, and I've also done various forms of work with scripture um, as, a, as a singer-songwriter for the, over the years. I'm Caroline Cobb, and um, um, I live in Dallas, Texas. And you guys heard last night, I love to use music to tell the stories of scripture. So, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let me just pray for our time real quick, and then we will jump on in. Uh, Father, our, our hearts are open to you. Um, you are the one who has gifted us both with scripture and with song, and we want to be those who love your word and love um, music. And so um, help us um, in our exploration of these things. We want to be um, wide open to you and to each other. Um, and so I pray that you would grow us in our understanding of, of the arts, um, of, of your, your word um, at, at work in our own lives. Um, and, uh, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, just as a quick uh, means of introduction, uh, we we are here today because we think Colossians three sixteen is really important. You know, it's why it's why we're here. Um, let the word of Christ dwell in us richly, teaching and admonishing one another uh, with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, uh, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And so, um, I don't think we really need to hear a why for Scripture. We've been hearing that a lot uh, this conference um, as to why of Scripture in general. Um, but I think for us, the great question is why scripture and song? Um, and so I think Colossians three sixteen is, is pretty clear on that. Um, you know, it's a means of, of God's word and his gospel dwelling in us richly, like penetrating deeper into our hearts, um, that it would be a means by which we sing Psalms, which is, are the scriptures, right? We sing Psalms, hymns, which are kind of taking the scripture and elaborating on them and, and, and these rich doctrinal things, things that we see in like Colossians 1 and Philippians 2, the hymns, um, and then also spiritual songs, songs birthed of the Spirit. And so um, it's also means of gratitude, right, of delighting in God and who he is. And so we think um, scriptural songs are really important for the church. And so um, I think uh, we have a few questions that we're just kind of going to go around and each of us answer. I think uh, the fun thing about this panel is I think each of us have slightly different approaches to songwriting. And so hopefully we can get some interesting approaches to how do we write from Scripture. Um, and, uh, and then also we'd love to open up for questions. So along the way, if you're like, man, this didn't make any sense, or I'm just curious about this, um, just ask a question. We'll probably defer to Sandra, and then we'll go from there. Um, so I think the first uh, question that I would love to ask um, each person here is, how and why did you get started? Um, what, what has your story been um, on writing songs from scripture, and so maybe we'll start with Caroline. Um, I, I started writing songs like in college, um, 
in high school even, but it wasn't until I was about to be 30 that I really started writing songs from scripture, using music to kind of tell these stories from scripture. And um, it was kind of a funny thing. I was about to turn 30, like, duh, duh, duh. You know, like, that's <laughs> real scary or something. And um, I was turning 30 on 11, 11, 11. And I was like, ooh, that's a cool date. And so I decided to give myself this goal to write a, write a song for every book of the Bible in the year before I turned 30. And not for any reason, but just, um, I don't know, to, to, to do that goal. And so that's what I did that year is just dive in each week. And um, when you have a goal that big, just having to write so constantly from Scripture. Um, and I found out as I was doing it that I... Um, I knew that I loved God's word. I knew that I loved songwriting, but I really loved doing that at the same time. I loved using music to kind of explore God's word and then to share God's word uh, through music. So that's really how I got started. And then these last two albums are really just that, are telling these stories. So each song kind of parachutes into a different story from scripture, like starting in the beginning and then going all the way to uh, the end, to Revelation. And the hope is that each album would kind of be the same thing, this, this big story of scripture with each, uh, each song kind of tying a thread together. But then you kind of turn, turn the diamond, if you will, and look at it from a different angle over and over and over again. But it's so beautiful um, the more and more you explore it, right? And so um, that's kind of my journey getting into it. Started with a weird, crazy, um, big goal. And then uh, that really changed the trajectory of, of how I wrote songs, and I really have decided that I love doing this, and for this season at least, this is how I feel like God has called me um, to, to go forward, so. Okay, um, well, I, th I think that, um, yeah, I was reminded when you said the why, uh, is it Augustine that said he who sings prays twice, and there's that sense that music is such an embodied way of expressing ourselves, and of tuning in with our soul and and connecting that to our maker in that and to each other. And so um, the corporate nature of it is is part of it, and then the personal nature of it is part of it. I think for me as a young girl, um, I think I started writing scripture songs before I even really knew what I was doing. And I remember like some really cheesy versions of, you know, Isaiah 40 that was like... Um, I started taking piano lessons when I was like eight years old and would sit with the hymnal. And I think for me, music, piano, um, it was all kind of devotional in nature. So my formation as a musician was also like a, a devotional practice. And I didn't recognize this until I went to college, didn't have a piano. I hadn't really learned guitar yet. And I was like, I'm not even praying anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, because it had been like this place where I would just get lost in this music. And um, and the, you know, the expression of it. And so I think it's always been correlated. And so when I started into like a professional career as a musician, which was by, also kind of by accident, I didn't really know I was doing that, but started making <laughs> albums when I came out of college. And then, and then I think even in that, I wasn't pursuing Christian music. I was in Nashville and I think I just had this innate sense, like, I don't really want to be marketed in that. So I stayed away from really overt biblical language but just it was I was still soaked in it as a person and then probably the first thing um so then I was part of the indelible grace hymns and all that stuff just more in my community um we did started making albums of old hymns but probably in 2005 after some encouragement from Kevin Twitt 
I did an album called The Builder and the Architect, which was also a year of personal loss for me. And it was like going back to that childhood expression of like, you know, pray your heart before God. And so that was, and I put, I didn't even put it on my website. It was like this aside thing. Like, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be marketed for this, but I want to express this. And I've just kind of been on a long journey through that. And it's just meandered in all kinds of ways. And, um, and I think that's okay. I mean, I've, I try to just like accept that <laughs> as like sort of the mess that it is, but following the, that breadcrumb trail of, um, and, and I think coming home to the reality that, song and singing the Lord's words back to him is a way of affirming who we are and what's true. So it's been, um, so it's just such good work, no matter if, if anybody hears it or if they don't, it's like such good expression. Yeah, um, I mean, especially in the context of this conversation, um, for us, we were in a uh, internship, pastoral internship in uh, 2009, 2010, I can't remember. and. Um, for me personally, during during that internship, um, there was uh, a desire for Colossians three that the word of Christ would would dwell in me richly, and realizing even just how poorly uh, I wasn't memorizing scripture, and so I think I had always written songs pr prior to that, in inspired by scripture. Um, but during that season, it was more intentionally we want to memorize God's word, and obviously music helps, and uh, there were resources out there. Um, but we wanted to do that in beautiful ways. And so um, we started doing that, um, which accidentally turned into the Versus Project um, later on. Um, but for me, that, that was where I intentionally started writing songs um, with scripture. I think over the years, we were talking earlier, I think we've matured in that early on. They were really catchy and, and some really good songs. I think over the years, we've grown in our ability to marry a true emotion to um, the text and, and stuff as well, but I don't know if that answers the question. That's great. Um, I think one of the things I want to even just point out in listening to all of you guys, I think the beauty of this is the different forms that writing songs from scripture just took. So we hear a narratival form of songwriting, you know, of just like the story, right? How do we tell these story in beautiful ways? So if you guys were there last night, um, having Caroline sing, you know, it was, it was beautiful and, and it, it engages us in, with scripture in a different way. Um, it kind of situates you and be like, oh, I hadn't thought about it exactly that way. And um, and then for, for Sandra, kind of initial explorations of having somewhere to start even with songwriting and then developing that and writing and then engaging in personal loss later on in life um, is I think songs inspired from scripture, maybe not verbatim scripture, but means of expressing scripture and, and, and planting those things in our hearts deeper. And then for, for us and our project, regardless, even of this project, there's tons of, of folks that we can talk about later that we're just like, we want to memorize scripture. And so um, I remember pacing uh, in, in my, my house trying to memorize, I think at the time it was Psalm 63. And I'm like, I am terrible at memorizing scripture. And I was like, there's got to be a better way than this. You know, got to keep repeating it back and forth, back and forth as I pace in my living room. And I'm like, I'm a songwriter. And melodies help me really remember these things and also feel these things. And so um, I think I think some of this is is the divert like so the similarities of personal journey of like I think sometimes we want to say what's the formula and how do you do it and and I think for all of these things it's just like man what is God doing in your heart be attentive to His Spirit and how He's calling you to engage in the Scriptures and do it and so um, I think also recognize there's a bunch of different ways of doing it that that you can tell a story. Um, you can write songs inspired from scripture, maybe not verbatim scripture, or write songs that are verbatim scripture. I think the freedom that I've found 
from that in writing verbatim scripture is um, you're not exegeting the text. You're literally, you're starting with, I think sometimes the challenge of songwriting um, is you don't know where to start, right? And then you're like, wait, is this true? Should people sing this in the church? You know, um, the good news for, for writing songs from scripture, at least that I've found, is saying um, it's, I mean, like, it's a beautiful thing that actually unites the church regardless of your denomination. It's like, well, it's scripture, you know? You've got to figure out what to do with it, so let's sing it together. Um, so, um, so there you go. So is that. Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. What's your approach with, like, how, what to emphasize if you're doing s- straight through a passage? Um, because even musically, you're going to emphasize something, right? That's how do you exactly make choices right. around that? Yeah. We will get into the practice, I think, in a little bit. But I think, I think partially for me is I think you do try to follow the, the flow of the text of, like, what, what was the author originally trying, intending to highlight and draw your attention to. Um, I think as a songwriter, I typically will say, what is my heart? drawn to what what comes out like how do I how do I linger in this how do I meditate on this and so um, but I think if you put like four different songwriters in the same room with the same passage I think it would be a really cool exercise to hear what different elements are emphasized and I I was going to say for us too the challenge for us is that a lot of times we're taking just a small piece of the text and over years I mean how many times have I been exposed for interpreting piece of scripture wrong out of its context you know and so I think the challenge for us too is knowing the context in which that verse exists and trying to be true to that emotionally and, and even drawing out of it yeah so maybe that, that leads us to our next question like how do you personally and practically explore writing songs from scripture you you touched on it a little bit um Caroline but maybe maybe talk about that maybe talk about how we currently are exploring songwriting from scripture oh, okay. yeah. um no pressure, just go first both times. No, just, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think um, uh, for me, I was thinking about this just like the process. Um, first of all, it's really hard to figure out what you're going to write songs from, where you start, like we were talking about. Uh, for me, I think it's a combination of uh, what God is teaching me, what I feel drawn to, what passages are speaking into that thing I'm struggling with. Also, like what my diet is, um, not my food diet, but my the books I'm reading, my personal time with the Lord, like what is he bringing, bringing up? What is that rich diet that I'm feeding myself so that that turns into richer songs? It's a good question to ask ourselves. And then sometimes it's like, there are no songs about whatever, or there probably are, but like there are not many songs about this topic or about this passage, or um, I don't understand this passage, and not a lot of people do, so Maybe by writing a song, I can understand it better. So sometimes it's more intentional choosing that. Um, And then as far as the actual process goes, it's so much messier than this. So I don't want to say that it's like this, really. But um, it's not linear at all. But I think uh, we get to look at it in kind of three ways. First, as an expositor would, like a teacher. So you come to it, you know, like you would uh, a teacher about to teach a passage. So what is it really saying? Not reading your own interpretation into it before you actually ask the who, what, when, where, why, what, uh, what does the rest of scripture say about this? How does it fit into the context? All of those questions. Um, but then the cool thing about being a songwriter is that you don't have to stop there. You can keep going. And um, the next kind of phase is so expositor. And then the next phase is like an artist. Um, approaching a passage like an artist or a storyteller. So that's when you get to say, okay, so what, 
what point of view am I going to take in this passage? What if I told it from God's perspective? Or what if I told it from Bartimaeus's perspective? And then not only that, but what did that feel like um, when he was on the ground at begging for mercy? Like, literally, what did the gravel feel like on his knees? Or what did it smell like? What did it, you know, just putting yourself in that scene um, and getting to ask those fun, imaginative questions. And then we get to take it to step three, which is, the songwriting perspective. And again, this kind of all happens at once, so it's not linear like this. Um, but the songwriter gets to ask what melody would serve the meaning of this text, what chord progression, what, you know, even, um, you know, Joel mentioned it, but just music makes us feel something. It engages our emotion, like, at a gut. It makes us feel truth on a gut level, is what I think. It kind of gets that truth down into your gut. So how can you use melody and use... Um, all of the tools that a songwriter has to help people feel the truth of this passage or feel, you know, what God is trying to get into our hearts in this passage. So kind of those three approaches. And again, not linear at all. And a lot of times it's, you know, driving and recording a voice memo with kids in the background asking for goldfish. Or, you know, like, it's not, it's not, it's not this magical, like, I'm going to sit and, like, have this Zen moment and a song will appear. Um, so it's carving out time, it's putting your email away, it's putting your social media away, but it's also being aware and attentive when you're driving down the street um, with, with your kids asking for, I don't know, kids bop in the back. <laughs> so I told, I told them about kids bop earlier, they didn't know about it. Sorry, like passing. Like a re church resource. It's not, a, it's, not a, not a good, it's not a good resource, I'm just. Kids bop. Um, yeah, I would agree with a lot of the, I mean, I think I probably follow a lot of the same practices, you know, um, even, yeah, just voice recordings, having something on hand, if something comes to your mind, paying attention to the work of the spirit, those are really great affirmations. And I think that's been true for me. I guess I'll give a couple of specific examples. One is, um, there's a song on the Psalms album that came out a few years ago that is called Flourishing and it's, it's based on Psalm 119 and it was like, I mean, it's a huge psalm. It's it's got so much. It's and I wanted to do something that's true to the text, and I in as I spent time with it and was meditating on that idea, I I found about eight verses that I just wanted to focus on. So it's it's verbatim, but not in sequential order. So it's kind of both, right? It's like I'm borrowing, but then I'm also putting it into stanzas. And so the song is simple. It has like maybe three lyric sections, and an A and a B, which you know, one, I guess it's like a verse and a chorus, or I'd just say A and a B section, kind of like a Beatles song or something where you don't know which one's which, you know? Um, but having having something like that that's, ref, that's a refrain that's meditative, but that doesn't try to take the entire psalm. But, but to me, it was like, what does it mean that the, this psalm is all about the law of God and the beauty of the law of God? It's just this... Um, it's methodical. It's uh, It goes through piece by piece and just talks about the beauty of that. And I just try to distill it into, or to zoom out, I guess you would say, just to get a bird's eye view of what does it mean that that the psalmist is um, is so affectionately talking about the law of God. And that what a weird thing that is if you're writing music in present day. Like nobody writes songs about rules and how we love rules. And, I, and yet there is something there that if we sit with it and the mystery of that, why is it out of place? And I think it's because we don't want to believe we have limitations. We don't want to believe that we can't do it all. And when we live out of that, we are missing the design of God for our freedom, which is you have boundaries, you have edges. And the law of God is intended to say 
this is what's good for you. And so when we submit ourselves to that in a way that we find it to be beautiful, we experience flourishing. So the word flourishing is not anywhere in the text, but to me it was like, this is where my heart resonates, that like, I need this. I need to be able to say no to things. I need, and, and that's the Ten Commandments, right? It's like we need to say no so that we can say yes in a really powerful way. And so leaning into that conceptually and then trying to, and then even the song itself, like the bounce of the piano part and the bass line, you just hear like this joy. It's like uh, there's something that emerged musically after the meditation kind of took on this focused um, perspective. And I think all of that is the work of the spirit, but it takes discipline and application and, and time to just let that all kind of get worked out. Um, and so that, like, I think it's a similar practice. And then there are other times that it's, it's a little bit more of a wrestling because, like you were saying, you want to give a text. Um, you don't want to make all the decisions about it because obviously there are, even in the example of Psalm 119, there would be many other ways of interpreting that psalm or talking about that psalm. This is just one three-minute pop song, basically. And, um, but, like, a song, so then I've done similar verbatim work with, like, a, a group of friends we go by, rain for roots and we've done some scripture songs for kids and we took a like a parable we did one album that was all on parables which was really fun but really challenging because parables are so hard to explain (laughs) and so if you I mean even for adults right let alone for like a young child audience and it was a great exercise and sometimes we would have to say here are two interpretations and um, one example was a song called leaven bread and it was it was like based on the parable that um you know, the woman's making bread and it, she has to wait for the dough to rise. And some people will say the leaven is, is evil. Some people say this is the king, you know, that this is good and we have to wait for it. I mean, it's just like, we try to leave it. We did research, talked about it as a group. We prayed about it. We left it open and then just found that the theme for that song was longing and just waiting for the kingdom for the, for all things to be brought into one whole, um, good restored, uh, complete package, you know, and and in that the imagination came in, like you're saying, this imaginative putting yourself in the scene was like little kids at the counter waiting for the bread to rise, asking their mom, you know, about this. So that that's not in the text, but it helps us to enter into what does that parable mean, and it again it takes research, it takes um, humility to say we don't really know what this means, <laughs> you know, and yet inviting the spirit to come and go before us. And he is already moving in our hearts to accomplish when, when his word goes out. Like what is the passage in Isaiah? It will not return empty. So shall his word that goes out. It will not return empty. And we just get to participate. We just get to get on the train and, you know, see it happen. So it's good. Ask the question again. How to approach songwriting. Um, yeah, uh, it's very, I mean, very similar practical practices um, when, it, when it comes to melody and recording things with screaming kids in the background. Um, probably 95% of my voice memos have that. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe a good example for me is recently I re, reworked an old song. And so wrote a song from Isaiah 53, um, Verses four uh, through through five, and um, it was a it was actually a good song. We we used it multiple times in even our Good Friday services, and it was a beautiful song, and and it was it was helpful in memorization. Um, but we wanted to re-record it. Brought it to a producer friend of mine, and he was like, "Man, 
I feel like we could extract some more of the like sadness out of this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, you know, you're really right. Um, and so we messed around with the first part of it. So, I mean, the first part of it was surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Um, there's, so I, what, what used to be in the original version um, had more majors, you know, and things like that. All of a sudden, we were doing minors. We slowed it down. And even you identified something that I didn't about that. But there's also, like, this beautiful loneliness even about it. Like, um, So it, we just slowed down the song. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was carrying, he was carrying these things. So I think um, I say that um, just as a way as, like Sandra's saying, we have these tools, these things that are dispensed. We have minor <laughs> keys. We have major we have um, melody and all of these things to extract um, feeling and things out of this text in their context. Which I think, I think that brings up an interesting point, which I think is, I think all of us love inspiration, but I think a, a big part of songwriting is the perspiration aspect, you know what I mean? Of like, it's hard work in it. So I think, um, I think even some of that of like, we, I think sometimes we get set, we're like, this is a song I wrote and nobody can change it. And it has to be what it is, you know. It's inspired, right? And, um, and I, I heard I once heard somebody like they when somebody said God gave me this song, and then it's like God gave you that song because He didn't want it. Um, but uh, uh, but uh, no. So I, I think this this idea of of crafting a song after the fact, after you write it, um, I think it brings into play some of the beauty of. Um, songwriting. I think we've we've largely talked about our approach, and I think I think one huge um, element of my journey has been co-writing. You know, and I think um, I think even in terms of of hearing that element of like working with a producer, somebody else that can take your song that you've like been staring at in the face for like way too long. You've gotten used to some of the things that might be a little bit ugly about the song. You know, that somebody else might be like, hey, like we can change that. Um, let's try this on. Um, and so I think, I think that's a really important aspect, I think, of, of, of songwriting. Um, also, I think one thing that we, we did um, mention kind of in, in part here, but um, I think one of my first questions is, like, as I'm writing something, like, who is this for? You know, like, and what's, what's the aim of this song? You know, um, are, are people going to be singing along with it? Um, are they, is it me singing over people? Is this me kind of a singer-songwriter vibe? Is this... A corporate thing and, and maybe you don't know and that's okay you don't have to figure all those things out if you're just trying to write but I think that's an important question to ask um, is it is it singable is it intelligible all of those things um, but uh, one of the things I think I, I want to encourage you guys in is is this the beautiful act of, of co-writing um, and I think it's a challenge and I think it's something that we have to grow in and invite others into some of our areas of weakness but um, knowing your strengths and weaknesses as a songwriter um, and also recognizing that there is a war to art that sometimes you don't feel inspired when you're writing. Um, and so I think, I think uh, saying instead of waiting for inspiration to hit, um, it might not happen, you know? And so I think, I think putting yourself, so you were talking about turning off the computer and social media and like giving yourself to things, um, I think that's really important. Um, some guys from Park Church are here and we've, we're going through the book of Ephesians and so... Every Monday from 12 to 1.30 um, at our church, like there's like generally, we've, we've invited other songwriters in. Um, mostly it's just been the three of us trying to write songs around the church. And we just say, 
what is God leading you to write from Ephesians? You know, what passages have been standing out? And try to write. And uh, I've written some songs, and they're not all that great. Um, I think we've been in Ephesians for like, what, nine, nine weeks now? Um, I think we've done two original songs that our church has written um, during our services. You know, um, I think we've led them during communion. Um, but it's just fun. It was a fun practice, I think, for us. Um, we value a local expression of songwriting um, and trying to wrestle with these things. And so um, I think we've seen it done in a ton of ways. Um, I think you're going to do a songwriting thing with your... Yeah, in a couple of weeks, we're about to start working on an album called The Crown, but largely around the resurrection. And so uh, in a couple of weeks, we're gathering all our songwriters, and we're just going to... We're going to approach it kind of versus project style at first um, in just straight scripture. So, well, and when I say straight, so for us, everybody kind of approaches this different. Um, so our friends, Ross King and Matt Papa, they've been doing this as well. And I think they've, they're going like straight through the verse. Um, for us, we'll take um, a piece of the text and we'll write in our rules where you can't add anything, can't subtract, subtract anything but you can repeat or even reorganize a little bit. Um, not so that it's false, but... Uh, That's good. Yeah, or it doesn't make sense. But the point being, uh, whatever, you could make a section of it, the chorus, and repeat, repeat those things. So we're approaching it that way um, f- to launch us for this songwriting project. Not all, the songs on the album, so maybe some of them will end up being straight from the text. Um, and then some of them that'll probably provide just a launching pad for, for inspiration in other ways. But we will break up into groups um, and take, take some text, and each group will probably take different ones, and we'll begin writing songs and melodies together around all of that. And um, again, trusting that the Spirit will lead us in all of that as well. Um, do you guys have any, as far as like co-writing stuff, do you guys have any thoughts? I know that you worked on a song with Bleeker. How did you guys work on that? Maybe talk about some best practices that you've seen as far as writing with other people. Sandra or, and Caroline, yeah. I probably, I don't have as, as, as much experience co-writing. I have writ, co-written. I think part of it, too, is like um, coming to the table with ideas. And also sometimes you work with somebody and um, it's just like, not a good fit and so but it's not because one's worse or it's just like you just maybe you both have the same strength or you know so I think it's also a, a kind of like a speed dating thing where you're like eh, not really um sorry Joel okay so I think in terms of uh co-writing though like recently I got to uh, write with Michael Bleeker and we came and there was a um, I was thinking there's not a lot of songs about being the church, you know, that actually modern songs about being the church. And so that was the hope. And I had some ideas that I brought to the table. And, um, the, you know, it was kind of a, there was a form there. There was a verse. There was a sort of a chorus. But Michael came in, and we looked, we just kept on opening our our Bibles to Ephesians and to First Peter, where it talks a lot about the church, and um, trying to bring those elements in. But I think what's fun about co-writing is that, um, yeah, the other person hears it differently than than you do, and they might have strengths that you don't have. And then we also, I need, I think some, like in Nashville, you can go and write a song in two hours or something, but I feel like I need space and come back, and space and come back. So we've actually been writing this song for like two years, but it's also because... 12 years. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also because we are both really busy, 
Um, so, and then the other thing that I would say, um, this isn't co-writing exactly, but I was thinking is get feedback on your songs. Um, don't rush, don't rush the process and don't trust only your opinion. Um, I think you should get, I think I've really valued feedback from like a wide array of people. So I, I, I literally, uh, when the album, when I'm ready to record, or I think I'm ready to record, not only will I get feedback from the producer who really helps, um, but I will also send a out all the songs to all my um, team new album people, and I have a spreadsheet. It's really dorky, and um, but and I'm asking, I'm sending it to people that are musicians, but I'm also sending them to people that I trust, like theologically, maybe to your pastor. You could ask, like, am I saying anything that um, could be misconstrued or isn't clear? Or and it has been super helpful, even if I just change one word. Or they're like, or if I'm asking, what are your favorite songs? It's really obvious to see which songs rise to the top. Um, so I think get as much feedback as you can throughout the process. Um, there's a guy named Zach Hicks that you all might know. And I think that when they record their congregational stuff, they actually get a bunch of people in the room and um, sing the songs with those people. And you can tell pretty quickly what's sticking and what's not singable. Um, maybe people are having even trouble with that one line and that they're not ready for it, they didn't expect that. So it's, it's just good to, to get so much feedback. Don't rush it. Yeah, you guys are covering it. This is so, like, there's so much good stuff. Um, I think that's, I th pro probably for me, there's been kind of a journey in that. Um, some of it's just even how it, as a young songwriter, it was so all about me and my feelings, right? So when I started writing in junior high, sitting in English class, it was like all about how I was feeling. And I think as as time has gone by, it becomes much more about like wanting to communicate with others and wanting to connect with others, more collaborative. And it doesn't mean that I do more co-writing necessarily. I think I've probably done maybe two-thirds to three-fourths of, of my work over the years has been on my own. But um, but I think there's the, the there's a value in the collaboration now that I didn't always have, and I, probably just because I was too insecure to like know how to be myself in a co-write and to know how to just like throw an idea out because there's so much vulnerability to that. But I think it's really healthy and I think it's really good to be able to hear your ideas coming out and then other people expressing their own and to hear the differences and I think you learn a lot about yourself in the process. Um, singability is a thing that's also I wasn't aware of as a young songwriter and then um, moving through the years it's like uh, after I put out that album in 2005 it's so stylized like how I would sing something is not how a group of people would sing something so a good example is that song Thy Mercy My God it was like I put a tune to an old text of scripture I mean of um, hymn text and then realize like it's very hard to sing it and different congregations sing it different ways. So even if it feels like, oh, that's kind of a lilting kind of folk melody, it's also really stylized in the original version. So trying to figure out, um, to be mindful of that as I went forward and to say like that matters. And then by the time um, I did another album of hymns, which was in Feast or Fallow in 2009, we did the same thing, got a group of people to sing them but in the process and really tried to, I mean, not that it, not that one is better than another, but thinking about who is singing and what your intention is around it, um, I began to kind of explore more, um, more like asking those questions. I think has been really important, and 
Um, I don't have those answers, but I do think it's, it's part of the process. It's kind of fun to keep asking them. That's awesome. Um, maybe I'm curious about, um, for the Psalms project, you, you recorded it in New York. How did, how did the musicality of that get worked out? I'm assuming you came, how did, did you come with songs to those times, and how did you work that out with the musicians? Um, yeah, so it, that was like, what year was that, 2014 maybe? Um, we, I went up to New York and recorded with, we had done a few concerts, live concerts with this same band, with this same kind of few gr group of people. And um, we we talked when we did these hymn sayings, like, hey, we should make an album. And I thought it would maybe be an album of hymns. But then when we went into the studio, we had about 18 songs in a folder, just like some of them were just, uh, I didn't know if they were totally finished or what was going to happen. And um, ended up with that batch of songs. We recorded them over two, two and a half days. And it was just all like in a room to get, we were actually in somebody's apartment. And so that, you know, it's like I'm singing and playing piano in the same room as the drummer. And we just covered everything and just did that. Um, the, there were some guitars that we did later because the guitar player had a fever that morning and we sent him home. <laughs> so, and so we were like, you could do your parts later. We don't all want to get the flu. <laughs> but, but it worked out fine, and and I think um, I think that was a good um, example of like spontaneity, and the sense of like bringing in a whole bunch of material and just laying it out, and then trying things and seeing what catches, and not pushing things too hard. Like if this one's not working, just keep moving. And there was so much momentum because of that. You know, it was really and and there's an intensity to it. I don't know if that could always happen that way, but that one was a very special experience of a few days and. Um, and then some of the songs that we didn't record then ended up on God's Highway. So God's Highway was in that batch but didn't make the first record and a few other things that were on the list. So, Did you have anything you wanted to share? You have your... No, it's really... I was just reminded of uh, some stuff. I can't take credit for some of these things. These are from Ross King. Um, but he, maybe just a really helpful thing of going into collaboration or even asking somebody or offering you know, that somebody is asking the question, like, if I left the room and you had to finish this song, what would you do? You know, and I think that's a really helpful way of bringing something that may or may be finished, may or may not be finished, um, and asking somebody to do that. I think, too, in collaboration, um, going, going into those scenarios, saying internally, because for me, it's, what do I have to offer this, or maybe I do, or maybe I don't, but one, I think you have something to offer um, in a collaboration um, that that is totally unique to how God has gifted you as an artist, and I th and I think going into saying knowing I have something to receive um, as well from whoever you're collaborating with. So there's a little bit of a trusting relationship there. So I think those are awesome. Um, I think uh, I think we've we've touched on it as far as like picking like where do you, where do you even start? I think I think some of the questions that I would even think about in terms of what, what are some things that I need to say? So you mentioned there aren't a lot of songs for the church to sing about being the church, you know? Um, and so I think, what do I need to sing? But also, what does the church need to sing? And then where, where's, where are the, some of those things missing, you know? And where, where can I kind of contribute to that, I think, is a, is a great question. Um, I, I want to mention one thing, too, um, of just, like, for those that are... And then we're going to open up for questions after this. So if you have any questions, we'd love to kind of hear your question. But um, I think the freedom of, of writing from scripture is just saying like, what, what are some of those things that we need to say together? So example, like our church goes through the Psalms um, like every summer. And so we just kind of 
plot our way through like 10 to 12 weeks, uh, like a psalm each week that we preach through. Um, and so generally we'll try to just pick one psalm that we're going to go through that summer and then just all write that one of the psalms, you know? And so just say, okay, which one is doable? Let's, so I think we, we've only put one to an album like Psalm 32, um, but it was awesome. I think we, we did it, and I think we still come back to those songs on Sundays um, where we play them, and they are encouraging. And so I think, I think that as well as just kind of getting some, it, it brings some, if you're stuck on something to write with a co-writer, you're like, okay, what, what scriptures have been jumping out? Let's start here, and let's, let's, let's maybe start right there if nothing else is, is jumping out. So anything you guys want to add before we open it up? Just to affirm that, I would say like the more connected that I am in actual relationship with people at home, the more that the genuine kind of, the more that inspiration flows out. So if you, if you don't know each other, you're not going to know what songs need to be written, right? And that's hard. Like, and that, and almost something you said earlier about like making the space, like what's happening in your actual life is what is where that comes from. So if you're not taking a Sabbath, if you're not taking the time to do, and I'm preaching to myself here, like when I am not doing that, I don't have something to give, right? And so it's like being a conduit, I guess, is like, it's really humbling, you know, because we just continue to have to empty ourselves and say, like, the way we can really bring ourselves fully is by saying, Lord, you know, I need you to do the work. Yeah. That's great. Um, does anybody have any questions um, of asking anybody? Yeah. Can I actually ask something kind of on the collaboration? I sure. Know it's not yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you guys were talking particularly about, like, collaborating with people from your church, from your yeah. team. How, like how did you how do you do that? So like, I've written a little bit with um, other local worship leaders and stuff, and there's people on my team who are starting to bring ideas and like they're wanting to get plugged in. How do you start coaching that? Because sometimes like you'll get one and you're like, uh, maybe you should just play songs that other people wrote. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't think we can. You know, how did you develop that and shepherd that and steward it? Yeah, I mean, I can I can only speak from my personal experience, but um, I think I think that is a is a hard thing. And so I think one of the, one of the questions is what is the aim for this writing exercise? So similar to like um, an art show, like is the aim to get everything up on the wall? You know what I mean? And give out a bunch of canvases to people, and then it has to be shown, or just saying, hey, we're going to explore songwriting, and that's the aim, right? We don't know where the songs will go, and so I think every church should have some understanding of how do you pick the songs that you pick for Sundays. You know, and so I think I think that should be a, a protective guard. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and also knowing the place for it. So I think I think example like one of the songs that we did on la- last Sunday. I don't. It w- it wasn't very singable for the whole congregation. Mm-hmm. Now we sang it during communion. We were singing it over people. It was from the passage that we were just in. So we saw that the the aim wasn't entirely singable. I think we we listened to it. We're like, man, we could tweak this bridge to be more singable. But for this Sunday, we don't have time to, to tweak it. So some people would say, put it on the shelf for longer, let it simmer and, and grow and edit and, and go back to it. I think for us, we were like, man, let's just play it. Um, and we made a decision there. Um, and so I think also valuing um, like creative like feedback from, from others of like, how do you guys feel about this song? You know, I mean, even Bleeker was saying like, um, he's like, he brings songs to his team and then they're like, yeah, it's, it's good, man. You know, and, and sometimes that happens. And I think some honesty uh, amidst people, I think even for the guys that are with me from Park Church, I think we've sat there and we're like, yeah, it's, it's a good song. 
You know what I mean? Like, either keep developing it or move on, you know? Somebody will probably like that. Yeah, yeah. Your, your mom would listen to that. Um, but, uh, so I think, I think those, are, those are some of the things. I think of, of uh, I think if you say, we're going to put some of these songs on an album, or we're going to put all these songs on an album, there's a lot of built-in pressure versus saying this is just a discipline that we're just trying to grow in songwriting because songwriting is good. So does that does that make that's super helpful. okay? Just like setting like a trajectory at the start and a culture like yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and be clear with where it's headed. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's different. I mean, coming at it from a worship pastor, you know, perspective or versus just in being an artist and in those differences. But I think setting the expectations. But there's also different spaces in which I've had those times. So some of them have been. I mean, we want to intentionally maybe work towards writing some stuff for an album, you know, and that is a different probably group of people who I'm going to even have that expectation with um, versus a wider thing saying, we're having a songwriting night and we're going to sit in a circle and we're all going to take maybe this psalm and um, we're just going to play this chord progression and everybody sing a melody, you know, and take each verse at a time. Um, or so, I mean, also knowing who you've got and, and wanting to cultivate that with those groups. The, um, I love the question because it makes me think about what, uh, okay, so if our medium, if the way by which we know each other is through songwriting and creativity, that's one of the, it could be baking and, you know, cooking, whatever, but it's songwriting, it's creativity. I think when I think about the, the pastoral side of that, it's like, are we aware? Is our spiritual journey as a community about being more self-aware. So if that means, not just self-aware, but aware of where we are in position, what's our relationship to God, what's our relationship to each other. If the songwriting and creative process is part of a way of just exposing that, then we can tell the truth to each other and be humble and loving. And and then to your point, Joel, about like um, singing. So I've watched worship leaders that sing and have no awareness that the congregation is not with them. Yeah. So it's one thing to make a choice, but the awareness, that I, to me is a sp- <laughs> where you're like, oh, I would do that song again next week. Whereas there's sometimes I feel like, man, they're just not with me. I just wrote this song, and I feel a little bit like, oh, we won't do that one again. <laughs> I feel like, and I think just knowing, just the aware, if we can cultivate awareness in ourselves and be gentle with those people that are like, man, I wrote this song. I'm so excited. Like, don't deflate them, you know? Like, bring them along to just say, like, I, we can affirm that in a living room and not have to do it on Sunday. And then they can come, like, and they might be in five years an incredible songwriter. And just the the hope, and also to be able to tell them the truth, if it's like, you know what, this is not your thing. <laughs> like, like, But gently being able to bring each other along in truth and in humility, I think it's almost like the, the, the formation of our relationships as a community is the primary thing going on. And the means that it happens is maybe just through songs or whatever, you know, but that's just the nuts and bolts. Yeah, and, and that's, where I th- that's where I do, I, I want to like reiterate, like, I think for me, it's a different thing to write songs or sing them on a Sunday together. And I think just being clear with people saying, hey, we're just writing for this. And then, I mean, honestly, even after that other Sunday, it's like it was clear that the part when we had the congregation stand after communion and sing, they weren't singing that well to it. You know what I mean? It was like pretty quiet. You know, I think other times you teach a new song and people are engaged. And so, again, I think if you if you work through it and you say, man, this song is worth doing a few times because we actually think it's a slightly trickier melody to learn, but we think what it brings is worth it. And so we're going to go through four or five Sundays of pain a little bit. And then if it's still not hitting its stride, then maybe we'll 
will will hunker down and 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 put it away you know but i think i think that calculated approach of just being more self-aware also takes the pressure off you to being like i like this song or i don't like this song you know what i mean it's not it's not about you it's like well um man it's actually really singable but i don't know what you're saying you know i have no clue and the congregation probably won't either you know and so maybe we can work on that if if so and that's where i think that's why I love the pastoral side of it. It's like you get to develop songwriters. So even the different approaches to songwriting here of just saying, what, what is your, how do you envision this song being received? Is this something that you would sing at a coffee shop? Is this something you would sing on a Sunday? Is this something that you just, you just wrote it because you needed to get it out? Like it's your diary entry and I just wanted to sing this, you know? And it's not all that, but it's like I've written a ton of journal entries that I don't want to share with everybody, you know? So I think that knowing its place within the song, songwriting spectrum is really helpful. One other thing I was thinking about as a songwriter in a local church context, I'm conscious of what words are we putting in the mouths of our people, um, but also what are we extracting out of our people? So what is God doing in our church? So listening to the prayers of our people, you know, what are things that you're hearing consistently? What's consistently in your prayers, you know? And, and so having a pulse on the community piece of it yeah. and the people around us, what is God doing? with us and so I think we're we're inputting those things but we're also extracting them. I was, um, I was wondering if you could like maybe uh, expand on like our strengths and weaknesses like uh, having done something for such a large part of our lives you know I mean I've, I've been playing and writing music for over 20 years because I started as a young teen um, and I, I've learned what I'm good at so how can I practically apply improving the things that I'm not good at and in terms of co-writing and then also writing on my own and figuring out how to get better at the things I'm, I know I'm not good at and not focus on the things that I am good at? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in briefly, but open up. I think, I think recognizing that every songwriter has strengths and weaknesses and every song has strengths and weaknesses. So songwriters have strengths and weaknesses, and so I, I think knowing those things, also songs do, and so... From that place, I mean, I, I can think of one song for our church that we wrote from Psalm 54 during our time from, like, the Psalms, and the chorus was the worst, cheesiest thing, but I really loved the verses in the bridge, you know? Um, and I was like, dang, this chorus sucks, you know what I mean? And I was like, I really want this, the church to sing this song, you know what I mean? But, like, I don't want them to sing the chorus, because, <laughs> like, I will be, like, ticked off when I'm singing my own chorus, you know? <laughs> And so I sent it to a friend um, who's in like a touring band and he was at the church, but like he, he just had a fresh approach to the chorus, used the same words, but wrote it. And then like people are now are like, we, we sing this song and everybody's like, that chorus is amazing. You know what I mean? I'm like, what about the verse in the bridge, guys? Um, so I think, I think recognizing that, um, you know, that you come with certain strengths and weaknesses and also chord propensities. You come from a certain background and then other people bring different kind of strength. So what, what about you guys? Same thing. I think you're going to have something to give and you're going to have something to receive in a collaboration. And I think in a healthy collaboration too, um, one way in whether to measure whether it was healthy is am I walking away encouraged by this collaboration, but also am I walking away a little bit humbled as well? And, and I think um, that would, those would be marks of, of a healthy balance of those. For me, it's, it's always great to listen to new things and to work with new people that really put take me out of my comfort zone you know the last couple of months i've written with like a, a like a, a, 
a couple of like more veteran country writers and I am like clueless about how to write. <laughs> and it's so much fun to just be like leveled, just to like, okay, well, I <laughs> I have no idea how to get from here to there. And it's really fun. So just like putting yourself, um, when you feel sort of stuck or like, this is what I, I know how to do this, this is whatever, just like shake it up and whatever and listen to some new things, ask people what they're listening to and try to, um, there'll be dry spells for sure, but I think there's just always more, um, there's just more to discover that's already recorded, whether it's jazz or classical. Somebody was telling, um, I think it was um, Keith Getty was talking about um, listening, encouraging people to listen to uh, Bach cantatas like every day, and it will change your harmonizations. So it's just like stuff like that. It's like you can do little tricks, and it'll come out in your writing. Then you can write in Christ alone. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? I mean, I I would just echo what they said, but I think also trying to, like, if you struggle with um, choruses or bridges or something, like for me, verses and cor- verses come a lot easier than choruses. And so I, I have found a few people that are really good at writing choruses. And so getting their feedback um, or co-writing with them, the, the way I've grown the most as a songwriter is not just by, like, trying on my own, but like getting their honest feedback, um, having someone be honest with you, I think has, you know, propelled me, uh, more than anything else. I think. Do you get, are you guys perfectionist in tendency as far as like songwriting? Is, is it even before sharing with people or yeah. just? Yeah, I mean, it's even in the, in the process of writing. Just sometimes I'll find myself sitting down to write something and just, you know, ruminating on what, what are the words going to be? What's the chords going to be? You know, how am I going to transition here? Yeah. So. You're almost like letting the critical voice come in too fast. I feel like there's a, there's a songwriter that I know named Krista Wells, and she lives in Nashville, and she she recently, I heard her answer a question like this. She said, the only thing I'm critical about at first is am I being authentic? And I was like, that's such a great question. And I think that's the thing is you have to finish bad songs, and then you have to have safe places to play your songs. So maybe a small group of people, or maybe you like, if you're playing concert or something, you just try out a new song, and again, you know if it's like, as you're singing it, you're like, I don't want to be singing this, and no one likes this. You can tell. And so I think you just need to give yourself a release, like, freedom to finish, to write a bad song, and also to write. Maybe if you're a goal-setting person, like, maybe you're like, I have to write two songs this month. They can be terrible, and I have to share them with two safe people. You know, it just, like, make yourself finish, and I think yeah. that will propel you forward and just have the freedom to be like this isn't what is this for also like is this me it it still matters if it's a bad song but you were speaking to the lord you were you know so it matters even if you write it and and it's and it doesn't end up 
being that perfect song that you want. Because I think there's a process where you have to give yourself freedom and you don't let that critical voice come in until it's simmered, it's grown, you've played it, played it for other people until that last minute when you're about to record it. And then I think the thing, the analogy that I feel like when I, when I know a song is ready, and it's never ready, that's also true, um, is I just feel, this is a weird analogy, shoot, I've already started the, I've already it. started saying it. Um, I feel like, I feel like pregnant with this song. Like, I've got to get this song out. So, any ladies? <laughs> no, but you're just like, do you, do you it's relate ready. to that? Do you I have never that felt that way. You feel pregnant? Yeah. I feel that all the time. That's like, yeah, I get it. I'm 50 it, weeks pregnant. It seems right to me. <laughs> with 30 songs. You need a C section, bro. Um, I, I, I think one thing I will mention, I think. I think some of my questions, this is a much longer conversation, is, is getting to the heart of your fears would be really important. Is it about the craft? Is it what it, does it say about me? And then we're going down a way gnarlier rabbit hole. And I, I, I wouldn't want to go. Yeah. No, I, I mean, in, in some ways, I think that, at least for the people in this room, maybe that's one, in one way songwriting is a gift to us from God. Um, not that these songs would necessarily get shared with the masses, but in the process of songwriting and leaning into that stuff, gosh, I mean, God's done tons inside of me. Fears, doubts, comparisons, um, and being able to, to hand unfinished songs or songs that um, I was nervous about to, to people that I trusted and for them to give me feedback has healed me in, in massive ways um, and has led to some great songs and has led to nothing with some of them, and I think that's okay. Awesome. Well, um, can we can we all stand together? I'd love to just bless you guys. Um, and then if you have any other questions, um, I'll stick around, whoever, whoever can. We can do that after if you want to ask anything else. But um, let me bless you guys um, and send you guys out. Um, Father, we, um, we ask together that you would um, help us uh, be good stewards of the gift of, of songwriting and your holy scriptures. Um, and we, we ask that you would empower us to sing a new song to the Lord. Um, we ask that you would, would fill us up with new melodies, um, with new songs um, that would bless your church in a bunch of different ways. Songs that we sing together, songs that we sing over other people, and maybe songs that we just need to sing to you. Um, and so I pray that you would uh, you'd take away any anxiety, any fears that we have around this, that you would help us um, be vulnerable before you and your church, that you would grow us up into maturity. Um, and I thank you that we have a spirit who leads us who inspires spiritual songs. Um, and so I pray that you would fill us up and uh, that we would be a blessing to the church, that we would not seek the church out to affirm us in our gifting just for the sake of affirmation, but rather that we would see the, the church glorified and pointing others to Jesus more and more. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.